The following is offered by Discerning Hearts, a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to spiritual formation through the use of new media. To download this selection, or to browse hundreds of other programs, or to contribute to our mission with a charitable donation which is fully tax-deductible, visit our website at discerninghearts.com. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines. Juicy, rich food and pure, choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth. For the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God to whom we looked to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. The Word of the Lord. When Isaiah predicted 700 years before about the mountain and where they were going to be fed and they were going to drink, I would like to just repeat that. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. That was 700 years before Jesus. And when Jesus goes up onto that mountain today, what is that powerful force that is going to do all these things? It's Jesus. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee went up on the mountain, and sat down there. Great crowds came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, and many others. They placed them at his feet, and he cured them. The crowds were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the deformed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind able to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Jesus summoned his disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, for fear they may collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we ever get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such a crowd? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then, 
He took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over, seven baskets full. The Gospel of the Lord. The heart of Jesus is moved with pity. The message today in our reflection, if we don't get this, we don't understand the scriptures and we will never understand what this Isaiah the prophet is saying and what Jesus said. What he's saying is that where is the mountain? Where is the mountain now? Where? It's in my heart. It's in your heart. This Jesus is now living on the mountain, in the city, in you, in me. He is present now. The most beautiful thing happened yesterday. This woman came after hearing the podcast, and she actually was just full of joy, but tremendous expectation. Her husband's a a pharmacist, and he had invested some 25 years ago in a bottle that would purify water. And it was quite an invention for that time. When she heard the announcement of the news from the Philippines, they have no water. Her heart, Kim's heart, was moved with pity. For the thirsting, they have no water. And I could see her eyes fill with tears. She discovered that her husband had this bottle and he had one of them. That how This was 25 years ago. And it purifies filthy water. It purifies water with geodiasis. It purifies contaminated water. You put in the contact and it, it's a purifying process so that they can drink pure water. And what a magnificent thing this would be for these people who have these problems. It even purifies geodiocese. She got in touch with the manufacturer from Chicago. Now, he hadn't, hadn't been in touch with this for 25 years. When she called, the man who is the head of the company said, I think this is amazing. He said, do you know what I'm doing now? I'm with my board, and we're considering renewing and making these again. And and it's kind of a a religious-based group. Here the heart of Kim is moved. Here the heart of this man in Chicago is moved. Whose heart is that? They're getting it together. Even now, as we speak, they're getting these made and wanting to ship them to those places where there's only contaminated water. I know, I lived in South America. If you drink that contaminated water, you're going to get sick and you're going to die. And you're going to get sick, really deathly sick. It's even more horrible to be thirsty than to be hungry. You can live longer without food than you can without water. When I see her heart moved with that kind of pity, I see the heart of Jesus in today's world. 
And so I'm asking you today, my beloved brothers and sisters, to take the time and to examine this gospel and to look into your own heart. You know, uh, my brother priests, uh, I, I, I think it's so important as you prepare for, for Christmas that your Advent preparation, listen to the heart of Jesus. He has pity on them. Are you giving enough time in your time for hearing confessions? Are you anointing the sick? This has directly to do with the sick. Are you visiting hospitals? Has your, has your preparations and your activities for, for this time of the year taken you away from these very important people that Jesus takes the time with? Look into your own heart for the anointing of the sick, for the hearing of confessions, for the visiting of hospitals. Those kind of people in your parish who may be poor and really needing extra food or care. These are the ones I really believe that I would ask you to think about and to pray about. I was visiting with the Missionaries of Charity in New York. Their home is in the Bronx. And I was on 145th Street, which is kind of in Spanish Harlem. And I was going to go for a walk, for a short walk. I wanted to get some air. And uh, I was took my rosary. And the sister said, you know where you're going? I said, yeah. They said, be careful. So as I walked up, I was about 15 blocks up. And it was around 160th Street. And this man saw me saying my rosary. And he said to me, I hope you're praying for me. He said in Spanish. I said, yes, I am. What do you want me to pray for? And then we just stood there, and I, I, I think it was just so beautiful. Here, here was our encounter. He said, well, he said, I have AIDS. I said, you know, I have my holy oils with me. I'll be glad to anoint you. I know that Jesus loves you very much and wants to heal you. He said, well, wait a minute. I, my wife has it too. She has HIV. I'll go get her and bring her. Well, he came back. There must have been about eight or ten that were gathered there. I sang a little hymn. I took out my oils, and I laid on my hands on on them, each each one of them, praying, anointing, Jesus loving the sick. You see, beloved brothers, priests, the the power of Jesus to heal is in you. You're the mountain. Your hands are here today for the sick, the suffering. Who are the lame? Well, the lame one, perhaps, in your family is your daughter who's pregnant and not married. Who is the deformed? Well, it's the Alzheimer. Who is the mute? It's the unborn. Jesus is looking at at his people through our eyes, through our hearts, through us. If he is going to have this gospel, which Isaiah predicted 700 years before, on that mountain where 
his people are going to have the web broken, where they are going to have this uncovering and, and, and beautiful healing on this mountain and beautiful rich food. It's going to be through me, through you. And I encourage you very much to just take this time, take 15 minutes. Where do you go? Into your heart. He is there. Maybe he, through you, wants to bring love to the hungry at the soup kitchen. For you to wash dishes there, maybe. Or for you to help serve the food. You know, in, in that gospel, you notice what Jesus did? He handed the food to his disciples to pass it out. Maybe it's through your fans that he, Jesus, is feeding today the hungry and the poor. In your neighborhood, as you prepare for Christmas. And maybe there is in your neighborhood uh, someone who's taking care of her mother who has Alzheimer's. That's such a demanding thing. Why not volunteer to be with that Alzheimer person? She's the deformed in your midst. Give three or four, several hours for respite for her daughter to go shopping or to take care of some of her personal needs. Or maybe this is your mother who has Alzheimer's and you haven't been taking your time to be with her. You know, if your sister or someone else is taking care of your mother and you haven't really been avoiding or because it's difficult and it's demanding and there is a deformation there. One of the sisters asked me to do a retreat for the Legion of Mary in prison to be there with these prisoners. So we have all kinds of opportunity. I have no idea and I really don't. But the encouragement now as we prepare for Christmas is that I go into my heart. So many of us, if we don't do this, we're going to get caught up with this kind of foolish stuff of shopping till you drop, whatever that might be. And we're just going to miss Jesus. Where is he? In preparation for Christmas, he is in my heart. He is already active there. And this gospel gives us a marvelous opportunity of knowing what's his activity. It's in me. He has such a pity for those who are suffering, those who are needy, for the lame, for the broken, for the outcast. And they're right around you. If you would take the time to prepare, you do that prayerfully. Enter into the domain of your heart. God, our Father, Today, as we prepare and do this beautiful preparation for Advent, this little time of retreat in which we have pledged to take at least 15 minutes to read again Isaiah, to read again this gospel, and to renew our own hearts. Help us 
Father, by sending the Holy Spirit into us so that we can be aware, first, that we are the eyes, the heart, and the presence of Jesus in our family and in our world. Come upon us, Holy Spirit. Open our eyes to really see the lame, the blind, the confused, the broken. In my own family, in my neighborhood. Father, use my heart today to bring about the city of the New Jerusalem, the mountain of God. Let me, in him and through him, establish and bring about a new kingdom as the whole world prepares for the coming of Jesus at Christmas. May every person who's listening enter into this preparation so that your kingdom will come and your will will be done. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines. Juicy, rich food and pure, choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth. For the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God to whom we looked to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. At that time, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, went up on the mountain, and sat down there. Great crowds came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, and many others. They placed them at his feet, and he cured them. The crowds were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the deformed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind able to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Jesus summoned his disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, for fear they may collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we ever get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such a crowd? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left over, 
seven baskets full. And we will sing at Christmas time. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. Let heaven and nature sing. Let heaven and nature sing. Let heaven, let heaven and nature sing. Amen. You've been listening to Building the Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this program or to browse hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to support our efforts. But most of all, we pray that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com.